You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Yeah, it's, it's hard with the regulations they have out right now, but we're just trying to do the best that we can. You know, personally, I am one of those guys that visually I, I want to see a kid practice. I want to watch him. I want to see how tall he is. I want to, unable to do it right now. But so it is, it is, it is different for me. But just watching a lot of game film on guys right now, and they got a few games in right now. So now I'm starting to go back and watch some game film. And so I get a chance to have a, a different opinion or keep the same opinion, uh, depending on what I see on film. Final segment here of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Nate Klaus, talking recruiting, Nate. And that was Travis Fisher just, you know, speaking of the challenges right now for him to recruit without ever seeing kids in person. And, you know, he's not recruiting 500-mile radius guys in most cases. He's a Florida-Georgia recruiter for the Big Red. And, um, you know, that's a tough sell at this point. And, you know, we, we as we discussed, a lot of these guys are not going to ever see campus before they come here uh, to school in, in January or June. Well, yeah, and, and those are also areas where there's so much talent that you could go down there, you know, during a bye week or, you know, whenever and, and catch a practice and, you know, kind of uncover a hidden gem, uh, you know, or see something in someone, you know, that uh, that you maybe you wouldn't normally see on film. And, and uh, you know, for someone who likes to, to do that and recruit in person and evaluate in person, if, if at all possible, you know, this is, this is an entire year that has been very hard for you uh, to handle because you haven't had the opportunity to get out in the spring. You haven't had the opportunity to, to go to any satellite camps or host anybody on your campus for camps. And, and no one's gone anywhere this, this fall to catch any games in person or practices in person. So, um, you know, for, for those coaches on the staff that recruit, you know, areas like the Floridas or, you know, California, you know, Texas, Georgia, whatever, that are far away i mean it's been difficult for those guys you're listening here to the husker online show as we talk recruiting nate it was a busy week though on the recruiting front for nebraska and really they added two commits for the class of 2021 one being a two-year grad transfer then one being a high school recruit and i want to go right to the grad transfer um correct me on the last name chris kalarevic kalarevic um out of northern iowa uh two-year grad transfer a very productive player was in the portal for about a week, and you broke this story, or you were on top of it right away, Nate. What do you know about Chris, and what's he bringing in Nebraska? Well, he's a really good football player, first and foremost. I mean, he's somebody um, who, like you said, he was very productive, and, and you know, after his redshirt year at uh, Northern Iowa, he put together back-to-back seasons where, uh, you know, he totaled 144 tackles in those two seasons, um, you know, and, and both of which were cut a little bit short due to injury. Um, you know, he was, I think he was honorable mention, uh, freshman All-American, and then he was a second team all-conference selection as a redshirt sophomore. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, before their season got canceled this year, were kind of tabbing him as a first team uh, Missouri Valley Conference selection there as a, at a linebacker. And so, Theoretically, you're getting somebody who you know, could have been a three-time Missouri Valley Conference selection, and um, you know someone who put up really, really good numbers throughout his career there. Um, he comes from Traverse City, Michigan, which is the same high school that produced 
um, you know, Max Bola and, and, and his brother uh, that, that both went to Michigan State, and they were really good players there. Um, and, and there's been a number of really good players that come out of that program. But um, just from talking with him, it, it became very, very clear early on that he's a no-nonsense guy. He absolutely loves football. He said all he does um, whenever he has a chance is watching football, whether it's breaking down game film, practice film, or, or you know, going down a rabbit hole on, on YouTube watching players play. Um, he's like, I don't have a girlfriend. I don't like to party. I like to watch football. Uh, I like to study f- the game. And, and I think that's something where when you're talking about um, a two-year grad transfer that's got an opportunity to come in at semester, um, you know, I, I think you, you pretty much uh, you're checking all the boxes there and saying, hey, this kid could help us out pretty early. Yeah, with Colin Miller and Will Honus, I mean, they could come back, but I think most people expect them not to come back. You've got Luke Reimer. you got Nick Henrich, who could play outside linebacker now as we're learning. Uh, you just get the sense Keyshawn Green's long gone. They just they don't feel 100% confident about the total depth of that position for next year. Yeah, and, and he is, you know, he's 6'2", 230 pounds, um, and I think he's somebody that has played enough football. Um, and has put enough on film where they feel like he he can come in. There's opportunity for him to come in and play right away, or earning earn a starting spot uh, right away, regardless of who's coming back from Nebraska next year. But that was certainly a position in this recruiting class where I think they needed to um, you know address and, and and bring some players in at, and especially after you lose a guy like Keyshawn Green out of the class, and um, you know, and I, I think they found a good one in, in Chris Kalorovic there. Uh, to, to come in and, and somebody who's going to be you know not handed the job he knows he's going to have to earn it but uh, I mean the bottom line is he wouldn't be coming here if he didn't think there was an opportunity to play right away and then Nate Nebraska goes to California and Tony Tuioti gets literally the biggest Husker defensive lineman in terms of size we've seen in a number of years and Jalen Weaver 6'8 320 and this is what they need, and this is what they want, Nate, for a 3-4. You just want monster human beings on that line where, you know, three bodies feels like four bodies because they're all so big and tall and, and long. Yeah, I mean, he's he's basically fits the mold for what they want there uh, as a 3-4 as a defensive end. Somebody who's, uh, who's just a massive person to move uh, that can, that can kind of hold the point of attack and not give up the edge. Uh, but also has, you know, length and athleticism, too, um, there. And, and so, um, you know, Weaver fits the bill there. You know, 320 might be a little a little heavy or a little heavier than what you're wanting, uh, you know, at, at that at that, uh, you know, at that size or for that position. Um, but he's somebody, I think, that has an awful lot of potential um, from the people that I've talked with that have either coached him or watched him in camps or games. Uh, they say that he's got a lot of similarities to Eric Armstead, um, who had an outstanding career for Oregon and who's played very well for the, the 49ers. And I'm not saying that he's going to be the next Eric Armstead, but um, you know, he's that type of body. He's that type of, of uh, you know, a player. And, and I think that uh, if he's able to, to get in here and, and you know, kind of develop under Zach Duvall in the weight room, you know, there's no telling what, you know, what he could end up developing into. And Nate, you'll be, you saw Westside play last week. Yep. Saw Westside and Thomas Fedoni play last week. And, you know, Thomas 
Fedoni, kind of same old story uh, that we've seen every week. He's extremely reliable. Nobody can cover him. And when he gets the football, he makes plays happen. And, um, you know, that's that we saw a lot of that uh, on Friday night. And then, you know, Westside really took care of business against, uh, you know, a good Grand Island team and, and blew them out of the water pretty early on. And, and uh, you know, Kobe Bretz was making a lot of plays on both sides of the football. Probably should have had, you know, he had one receiving touchdown and should have had at least one more, probably two more. And, uh, you know, and, and should have had a, uh, a pick six, um, you know, on his interception too. But, um, again, he making making a lot of plays on both sides of the ball. Yeah, now with Lewis Central, Nate, what do you know much about that 3A race? I know Harlan got them, and I'm assuming Harlan's the number one team. Yep. Is there a chance that they can meet? So they're they're playing this week, um, and, and the winner of the Lewis Central-Harlan game gets into the, the semis. The, yeah, the, the, what they call their final four. The so, dome. The dome Dome games. Yep. Yep. And there was, yeah, their final four, those, all those games take place in the dome, uh, in the, the UNI dome there. And, and, uh, you know, so it's a big rematch for, for Lewis Central because Harlan got them the first game out of the, out of the gates earlier in the season. And, or actually not earlier in the season, just, well, three, three or four weeks ago now. So, um, that should be a heck of a rematch. And you'll see Lincoln Southeast Elkhorn South this week in Lincoln, right? Yep. And I'm looking forward to that too. This will be the first time, oddly enough, it'll be the first time that I've seen Southeast play in person. So, um, you know, looking forward to, to seeing a lot of their young and up and coming uh, talent. And then really good looking team. Yeah. And then of course, um, you know, we know a lot of the players on, on Elkhorn South, including uh, Teddy Prohaska, the, uh, the offensive tackle commit. All right, lots to, to look forward to as Nate will be at that game with Greg and Blake Arney will be out at Creighton Prep as well. So uh, we'll have commit Husker coverage on Friday and Saturday, and I'll be out in Evanston, and Robin will be covering the game as well. So make sure you're logged into HuskerOnline.com as we'll have plenty of coverage here of recruiting and everything Nebraska-Northwestern. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.